Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of Invest in Bulgaria. I'm today with two members from Trakia Tech, Georgi Tonchev and uh, George Stoev. We'll be talking about some exciting news in the Bulgarian ecosystem happening in Plovdiv, the oldest city in Europe and the industrial hub of Bulgaria. The first one is the announcement of a training center by Telerik here in the city of Plovdiv and uh, specifically uh, in relation to the Trakia economic area. So I'll give the word first to uh, George Stoev. Uh, could you tell us a bit, a bit more about this initiative and what it would mean for the town and the, and the business environment? The town has already become uh, the biggest industrial center in the, in the country and maybe one of the biggest in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm not quite sure about the other big uh, hubs, but uh, taken together, the, the big uh, city and the uh, neighboring um, villages and towns, uh, they basically uh, provide jobs for about 75,000 people, which is the biggest number in Bulgaria, which is much more than uh, Burgas and Varna, the third and the fourth city taken together. Wow. Uh, so it's so it's basically proven that uh, there is a huge background when we talk about manufacturing. And they're employed by foreign investors, by companies which produce for export-oriented sectors. Most of them by foreign multinationals. Not all of them, but uh, when we're talking about industries like machine building, automotive, uh, we normally say uh, that uh, the foreigners find a good competitive uh, advantage here. And talent. Uh, and talent. Uh, so we, there is, of course, a shift in the industrial structure uh, lately uh, from low-tech to mid-tech and to, uh, uh, at some point, to high-tech industries. But uh, at, at this point, we, we normally uh, see multinationals who have come here 20 or 15 or 10 years ago to f- basically find cheaper, uh, cheaper uh, access to labor. Uh, so they, that, that was their initial idea. In no, the beginning? In the beginning. When they came, uh, nobody left. At least we don't know of, of a single case of an of a, of a investor who left the country since, wow. since, that, uh, since the beginning of the industrial uh, zone here. Uh, most of them have uh, created a second and a third plant, especially uh, we can cite, for example, Liebherr, the fridge producers, they have three plants at this point at the same area. They even don't employ the opportunities of uh, cheaper labor in other uh, districts of the, of, the, of the country. So they stay here, which means that they, they, prefer find, to develop here. they find a good home for their, for their business. Uh, at the same time, uh, the, the pressure of, of uh, let's say, uh, rising labor costs. In global the, competition. The, the wages rise by 10% every year, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which basically drives everybody mad. But of course, this is good for people because people yeah. get more por- prosperous. In, in four years, they see 50% increase of their wages. But uh, if you're an employer, you should be very uh, lucky to retain uh, 90 or 95% of, all, of your employees in the first Indeed. year. So basically, uh, a, a, new, a new guy comes and steals your labor. So now we're talking about uh, uh, an environment where people should be more aware of uh, how they can utilize better the existing labor resources, meaning they should provide better quality of work, uh, more challenging work, more 
much much better paid jobs of course and this all means that they should have a background of higher productivity high tech production jobs products with high added value and and how this relates to this to this new uh, training center from Telerik, which is oriented to the new generation to the youth uh, is, is this actually to 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 make sure that there is talent for the next 10 20 years to make sure that they have the skills required for this digital transformation for this new economy with high tech and advanced manufacturing is this the relation that uh... there are investors here who are actually actively developing they stayed here for the past 10, 15 years and they continue to grow and extend, as you said, to mid-tech. And now they're looking to the next step, R&D, high added value, and they, and they have the talent and they're looking to continue to grow here. That's pretty much the relation. If you, if you see an academy which is focused on, on kids, and we're talking here six-year-olds and, uh, I don't know, nine-year-olds. School students. Primary school students, primary school. Not, not even teenagers. Wow. We're, we're talking here f first graders and uh, preschoolers, and uh, we're talking kids, kids academy. Um, when, when an investor sees an ecosystem like this, they, they become more confident that in the, in the future generations of uh, inflows on the labor market, they should be more well, better prepared for, for their needs. Uh, nobody knows what kind of professions and what kind of job skills will be needed in 15 years when these kids will be active on the labor market, but at least they're going to have the technical background, the high-tech savvy attitude uh, that when, when they apply for a job in, no matter whether it's a software company or a manufacturer, they will be able to, to, to say, listen, I'm ready to learn new stuff every day. They have and the even, thinking process. Uh, the thinking, and if, if there is a new, new job position to, to uh, write the code on this CNC machine, I'm going to learn to code it. I'm just going to learn it. I, yeah. I mean, no matter if I'm a graduate from uh, anthropology or from a software engineering, no matter what, they have this attitude. So this is what an investor feels like seeing in, a, in an industrial city, not, not just uh, labor uh, who are stuck in a certain business, because this business will be gone in 10 years. There will, will be change. other businesses. Yeah. Some of them will go, others will come. The question is how adaptable and how convertible the people will be for the new jobs, which we are even not able to foresee now with you two guys. Yeah, so, and I know here, uh, Georgi, Georgi Tonchev is, is also very involved in this, in this initiative. Uh, with the with the creation of a Plovdiv Tech Hub, but just a moment before we talk about that, I want I want to connect with something else. So this initiative actually uh, is is related to the to the just also newly announced uh, training center in Trakia economic uh, area, which is for the current talent to to excel at their at their at their abilities and also for the just graduating students and and and, and uh, um, yes, it has a much a much shorter term. Uh, but this target. is a different project. Uh, these so, are two, two completely different projects, uh, which is good, which, which means that uh, in, in the ecosystem we have a lot of, a lot of pieces, which means that we, we have uh, the kids, we have the graduates, we have the blue colors training, we have the high-tech training. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of becoming a normal, um, vibrant ecosystem which supplies constantly new training, new skills for new people. And people just 
I mean, let's talk about certainty. What is certain? It's not certain that you're gonna have your job in the next 10 or 50 years. It will or, change, it will be something different. It, it used to be like this 50 years ago. Now it's the certain thing is that you should learn new stuff. This is what, what I mean, when we talk about security, let's let's put this socialistic uh, term here. What is, what is, you're more secure when you're more adaptable. So how could you be more adaptable in a city Uh, where you have no access to education, no access to training, no access to people like you guys. Uh, you, you could be adaptable when you have the, the, the environment, the climate. And you have two initiatives to prepare for that. You have one initiative to excel the current generation of, of talent, engineers, specialists, mm. expertise, and so on. And you have this initiative, the new one, about attracting, uh, about uh, tailoring kids coming to town, and maybe we should say a few words about Terrick uh, for, for the people who don't know, Terrick was uh, one of the most successful Bulgarian companies. It, made an, uh, it was bought by a foreign investor a few years back for uh, about uh, $600 million, uh, and it, it, it's one of the great examples uh, of what the Bulgarian ecosystem can create. And now the people uh, that, that realized that successful project have created an, an education academy for, for, for uh, digital skills, IT, and so on, and they're coming to town, they're coming to Plovdiv to, to, to raise the region and further and, and again provide for the next two decades to make sure that this talent exists. So I want to now connect with uh, 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 Georgi Tonchev and ask, uh, so all these two initiatives, there seems to be quite a correlation between them. What, what is the drive here? How come, uh, I know that you just uh, came back from UK to Bulgaria last year. Could you tell us a bit about that transition? Why did you decide to move back to Plovdiv, not Sofia, for example, as well? And, and, and also now get involved in these two initiatives and in particular uh, Plovdiv Tech Hub. What, what, what motivated you and why do you see it as something uh, just, just, just guaranteed to succeed? Hi, Demi. Hi, guys. Nice to be on the podcast, specifically when it's the first one with such a great team. It's a special one. Uh, indeed. And we'll hope to make it even more uh, informative, I would say. Uh, as Demi said, I've lived a long time in the UK, about 17 years. Uh, I had an interesting corporate career. I worked across operations, finance, strategic consulting, and I ended up being quite involved with a number of startups, including the biggest insure tech startup uh, in uh, Europe called Guardian 1821. And considerably thinking about what was happening in the UK, and I was uh, starting to look back into Bulgaria, seeing how I can contribute, how I can help the country uh, to move forward, specifically within the area of innovation, the area of um, startups, and just uh, making an impact. Uh, I had, of course, my personal reasons uh, for which I, I came back. Uh, but I was very much driven by wanted to make an impact on my hometown and I'm originally from Plovdiv and as Dimi said I considered for about a year where to live between uh, Sofia and Plovdiv and what I saw in Plovdiv was that um, an emerging trend of uh, a lot of opportunities, a lot of talented people uh, lacking organization, uh, sometimes lacking focus and direction, but brimming with um, emotion, with energy and ambition. And I said that, that that's a very interesting combination, which uh, I can um, help to contribute towards it and make uh, make the city more, uh, more successful. So in a nutshell, I came back to to make an impact. And I chosen Plovdiv because I believe it's an emerging place where I can make the biggest impact as well. 
and uh, we can make useful things here. And another uh, passion of mine is to broadcast to the whole world how interesting, I wouldn't say wonderful or great, how interesting, positive and its people are and how commercially minded and how innovative they might be and that how useful can be a collaboration between um, progressive foreign investors and the local ecosystem. It's, it's interesting what you say because I, 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 as I'm, I'm from Sofia, born and raised, and I always have been impressed by the entrepreneurship drive here because uh, back in the day in 2008 and today, uh, in 2018, the data shows that there are uh, the most companies, new companies founded per capita, per capita. it's in Plovdiv, which is amazing. Uh, the drive here is, is, really, is really strong. So how do you see this Plovdiv Tech Hub? What kind of initiatives would it have? Have you planned for, for, for the next uh, one to two years to, to help the, the ecosystem and, and attract these investors? I, I know that uh, you mentioned something to me about an R&D hub about uh, the way that industrial companies uh, relating to what uh, George Stoyf said that companies are looking to go from mid-tech to high added value to product development and so on not just advanced manufacturing mm -hmm. so so what are the what is what is the idea here how this Plovdiv tech hub would sustain that would provide uh, this kind of services and, and help investors achieve that uh, let, let's me start uh, in a little bit um, forward motion I would say what the biggest deficit in today's world is uh, is talent. And I wouldn't even call it talent, is skills. And uh, skills in biggest demands are STEM skills, science and technology. That's what uh, um, people uh, are lacking. There is plenty of capital, there is plenty of ideas, but not so many people uh, available to make this idea happen. And uh, what the idea of tech, a positive tech hub is, first is to create a, a multi-dimensional venue, and I would call it a venture, which unites um, technology incubator, uh, co-working space, event space, uh, together with STEM courses as well uh, for uh, younger generations, as well as some uh, uh, older ones as well. And what we want to create, we want to create a single point of contact and of happening in Plovdiv where technology happens. And when I talk about technology, I don't just mean um, a startup where a bunch of guys, they, they have this crazy idea and they do something about it and they're just looking for a space um, and, um, and some financing, mostly B2C oriented. I'm talking much more about connecting the existing industrial heart of the city and the region with uh, younger talent, with universities and talented young people who will help these industrial uh, enterprises, as uh, George Stoyev mentioned, move forward within the, with their innovation agenda and becoming much more mid and high tech. So connecting industry with technology. Let me see if I've understood you correctly. What you're saying is that there, there's actually a set of initiatives happening to help existing investors grow and advance their development from manufacturing to advanced manufacturing, from mid-tech to production with high added value, maybe even circular economy, manufacturing and so on. Uh, but I'm curious now to learn a bit how, what, what is happening, what is Trakia Tech doing to attract new investors and how are you helping to accommodate uh, such such interest because I know there's a lot of interest recently we've heard there's uh, interest from car manufacturers like uh, Volkswagen and perhaps maybe Hyundai 
So, so this, uh, in a way, in a way, it's a validation for the potential of Plovdiv and the region. Uh, so, how did you manage? Uh, how how do you think the environment has has promoted this to happen? And what is what is in the pipeline? Uh, how is this happening? Is, is there a, a lot of agencies or experts here that are, that that are qualified and just motivated to to help new investors come and accommodate their interest and provide expertise to establish their new business or manufacturing? How does this happen? I'm, I'm really curious to learn a bit about, the, more about the, that. The short answer is that nobody actually knows how how it all, all happened. Uh, it's uh, it's really in a way a spontaneous process of. Uh, Big German investor came. He served like like an anchor. His suppliers came in. Then then a new a new wave of investors came. So like it, like leap here. It was just like a snowball effect. It was monkey do. What was it? Monkey see, monkey do business. <laughs> so it's a uh, really. Uh, there is no investment agency. There is no governmental initiative. There is no strategy. There is no. How to put it? It's, it's essentially the capability yes. of the people in the town from the business perspective that were able to attract such investors and accommodate through the Trachea economic area. The experts there were able to accommodate that interest and 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 and, and be obviously, a trusted partner for these investors. There were there were some uh, some uh, necessary factors existing already. There was a good combination between high supply on the labor market and good quality of let's say business services and talent uh, and talent uh, but uh, i don't know it's uh, it's uh, i think nobody actually can give a clear recipe if if they want to develop a different city like plovdiv and they try to copy paste it's <laughs> gonna be a uh, you know it's gonna be a mess so uh, let let me just uh, add a few a few words uh, to what Georgie said. Uh, it's it's about the the incubator and uh, the tech hub. It's it's basically the first uh, tech hub which is focusing not only on the startup ecosystem because most of the uh, investor VC funded and uh, grant funded and the seed money funded they they are focusing on the startups. But what we are talking here, let's. Yes, startups are more than welcome. We we gonna we gonna provide vacant space. We are gonna provide services. Mentorship. They they gonna they gonna feel really well in this in this uh, ecosystem. Uh, but but what we're talking about here is that if you have a multinational with two thousand people in Plovdiv and they have only twenty engineers out of these two thousand people, so this one percent people, what 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 do these people? do how how do they feel in this environment we want we want them to spend every friday in the incubator not in the employer not in the plant we want the engineer of leap here to be in the in the tech hub because there will be uh, interesting people because and interesting technology first because this project. is going to be good for him or for her yeah but this is the first it's going to be good for you guys because if you spend all your life in leap here plovdiv at the second year you're going to want to move back to germany please spend one day of your five-day week with us F spend it with other people like you spend it with the engineer of schneider spend it with abb yeah. spend it with some startups and those are those are companies that already exist in track economic area they do ABB exist live here. they do exist and they're very scared to bring more engineers from sweden and from switzerland because they're scared for the people because the people mm -hmm. will get crazy 
in an environment of blue colors around them. <laughs> so we want to say, listen, bring those guys here. If you already have such guys, if you have five people, bring them here on Friday. Only Friday. Let's spend fr Fridays. Is for Network the with the talent here. Network, spend, make a little presentation. What are you working on? Do you want to have a little brainstorming with us? I think uh, I can relate to that because as an, my background is engineering and we often have this problem of tunnel vision or some call it window vision where you focus so much on a single technical problem that, that you just, just don't see the other solutions and the other opportunities. And I think this is similar, but it's a tunnel vision on a business problem. They focus so much on the, on the current generation of technology that made Libhera a success that, that they, they are not seeing the opportunity in Plovdiv to help them advance their next generation platform. This is really interesting. Please tell us more. So, so we, we, we believe, uh, I, I personally believe that it, it's, it's a viable business model because the multinationals, the big companies, they're going to be very happy to have a big uh, uh, gravity around this tech up for, for more, more of people which, which they need to hire. Because it's, it's a matter of a place where they're going to live, who you're going to drink beer with tonight. So you just want to be with people uh, like, like you. Like-minded people. Let's yeah. say, like-minded people. So, so the leaders going to say, listen, we, we, we should support this. They don't lose, keep in mind, they're not opening R&D center. They're just supporting an open lab, a, a place where people can experiment some ideas, they can share some thoughts. What? Uh, where the students from probably Tech Hub can interact with them. Startups, engineers, expats, whatever. And the question is, at, in two years, maybe Lipper is going to say, listen, maybe it's time to move forward. Maybe it's time to open our R&D center in Plovdiv, not only the, the assembly plant. Maybe it's time to bring some And when some they white, do it, there'll be the color. talent already will know about them. We'll so know it's the, a, so it's, it's, the drive. It's, it's a kind of win-win for, for, for these guys, yeah. because if, uh, if they win, they're going to be able to hire more. If, they, if, if this doesn't uh, go well, it, they don't lose anything, basically. So it's, it's a very good situation for the existing companies, and uh, they're welcome on board. Great. So, so just before we move to the second part of our discussion, which will be more about the business side of things, which is what could attract and make this an easier transition for a business or, or what incentivize about the business environment on, on a macroeconomical level, perhaps. Uh, just, just I, I would like to have a comment from, from uh, Georgie Tonchev about this. How, how do you see this, this uh, R&D tech hub? Uh, for example, something that made a big impression on me, uh, what uh, George Stoyev said, is actually that our focus, it's not just startups. It's entrepreneurs and, and talented engineers who want to try new stuff, who want to try new technologies and, 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 and interact with the, with the existing business ecosystem of industrial manufacturing people who, who use uh, the most advanced uh, robotics arms in the world are here in Plovdiv. So they want to interact with those people, they want to exchange ideas. Uh, and, and this sounds really, really exciting. How do you see that? And, and maybe this will be my final question for the first part, but I just wanted to give you a chance to comment on, on this, because this sounds like there are a lot of pieces and it all comes together. We have Telluric Kids, an academy for youth, then you have Plovdiv Tech Hub for, for enthusiasts and engineers looking to do something more, something interesting, and students. And then we have the business that has something to benefit from because they want to advance and be better as a global competitor. Because Libher, ABB, they are competing on a global scene. They are leaders in their sectors. So please, just your, your, your thoughts on the matter. Uh, thanks, Dimi. What I want to add to what um, George Stoyev uh, said is like... Uh, 
All investors, they hear for the industrial capabilities of the city and the country, but what if they found themselves within 21st century and this globalization is they need innovation. They need innovation to stay on the, on the, on the wave. So and they're looking for different options. And logically, they're looking for options where they're already based and they know the business environment. And Pordif is a very good example because uh, what we want to create with Pordif Tech Hub is we want to meet the corporate innovation needs with the local talents. We had a big energy uh, supplier who just um, asked, can we possibly create uh, energy innovation hub for them? Can you give away the name or it's still under uh, discussion? Uh, it's still too early, but it's one of the biggest within Europe. In, in Bulgaria. Okay, okay, uh, that sounds very interesting. Uh, and and th this was totally unexpected for us, but uh, which They shows, uh, yeah, yeah, wow, uh, which uh, which showed that they they're really looking for um, for such opportunities, and the talent is here in linking the universities, and we have two really good ones within technology development, specifically in Plovdiv, right. uh, to to this um, in this um, I wouldn't say industrial, I would call it um, how can. Post-industrial, in a way, industrial plant Digital. Uh, is is very is very interesting. Which uh, we want to create the bridge about it, and in order for them to create the whole um, newly invested R&D centers, they just wanna we want to create an environment, as George Stoyev said, come in on Friday, play with an idea. Let's say, uh, Lipher has has a te technological problem. It might be a hardware problem as well, and we'll. Uh, what they'll see in a hub is 20 eager young engineers, almost qualified, who will be very pleased to play with Libher pro, uh, problem for, for free. Absolutely. And yes. you never know, they might come up with solution, which might be very mm. quick, very efficient, and Libher might just employ or, or further uh, wanted to design and um, and develop within within Portif. So we want to really help Natural them. brainstorming. Absolutely. Help them innovate on a very competitive cost, almost no cost. Uh, no technology transfer is needed unless they want to. So we want to demonstrate the value. And this will be accommodated bring. by the Plovdiv Tech Hub. You have this event space Correct. with co-working space. Okay, let's talk a bit, a bit more about that in the next part. And then we'll also talk about the business environment, what actually on the purely, purely economic and financial side makes it uh, incentivize an investor to come to Bulgaria and specifically Plovdiv. And also, I would like to talk about, about just about more about what kind of uh, services and advice and expertise could you provide to such an investor mm -hmm. to, 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 to have a trusted partner, including Trakia Economic Area, which is already a well-established uh, trusted partner in the region. Thank you, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the second part of Invest in Bulgaria. Now we'll be talking about the current business environment in Plovdiv and what makes investors want to continue to grow here and reinvest and continue to expand. Uh, George Stoyev, what is your opinion and what is your view? What are the reasons that drive such big expansion in the region and Plovdiv? My experience have been with mainly big multinationals, meaning that uh, they normally they have a consultant with a clear set of uh, questions which which cover a, a wide variety of uh, uh, questions and uh, areas about the city and the business climate they start from taxes and um, labor code and all kinds of regulations 
uh, go towards land, available uh, infrastructure, and uh, reach out to education and labor supplies, so and quality are, of life. So, so, what are the common challenges? So, the the, the, the big things which which uh, which are now on the on the top of their agenda, obviously. Uh, first is the access to human capital, and the second is the quality of life. Why? Why these two things? Why and how are they connected? Uh, the the human capital means that the city should be able first to provide existing labor pool, and second should be able to attract new people to the city, new people from Sofia, new people from Germany, from. Uh, uh, the United States from from everywhere. So the city should be globally attractive. And when we talk about attractiveness, the investor normally uh, asks what is the quality of life? What is the level of uh, different services for our people who we're going to bring to the city? So these are the two, uh, let's say, uh, greatest uh, set of questions which which need most most of the answers. They're bigger than the tax system, they're bigger than the, the government incentives, they're basically the most important. Most of the investors believe that they're gonna find land everywhere. They believe that if they need infrastructure, this could be built in, in six months, in 12 months. What they're not sure is are they gonna have access to, to talented people? Uh, are they gonna lose these people in two years? Are these people going to go somewhere else? And uh, if they bring engineers and uh, managers from other countries, are these people going to be able, especially their families, are, are they going to be able to feel at home? So this means that they actually find security in the environment. These things are present and they're doing well, and that's why they're ex expanding. Does this mean that on the other side, on the financial side, on, on taxes and so on, does this mean that they're also incentivized to, to, to invest here? Because if they continue to expand so much, this means that they do find the, li the, the quality of life good, they do find new talent, and, and they're willing to make these such investments. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know of any physical investor, meaning somebody who has a plant or logistics center or, or owns trucks or office, who came here because of the low corporate taxes. Yes, the corporate tax is 10%. If you reinvest your profit, it's again 10%. It's not zero. Uh, if you distribute your profit, you pay another 5% on dividends. So maybe this is low compared to other destinations, but nobody actually cares about this. It's an the, additional the, incentive. The big question is, if I hire people, if I want to pay 1,000 euro per person, and this person should get this money home as a, as a Net. net pay remuneration as, yeah. a, as a net as a take-home pay yeah basically the question is how much do i spend from my employer's bank account this and is the how question much value do i get and uh, of course what is the productivity but let's assume that uh, this this person uh, has a productivity at let's say three thousand level on average yeah. of three thousand euro and i'm supposed to pay him one thousand i'm supposed to pay another 500 to the state budget which means one third or in another word uh, 50% on top of the net pay are taxes on labor. So is this low or is this high? And still, investors come uh, and expand. Liebherr had uh, made three plans. Uh, wow. They, okay. they will That's continue to, to come uh, up until the, uh, the marginal productivity is high enough 
to uh, to match the the rising the rising labor costs and the rising labor costs the net pays are rising by 10% per annum and if if there is a, just a little shift in the government policy let's say rising social insurances or healthcare insurances there is another 2% on top of this 10% so if you do this for 2 years this is 25% if you do this for four years, this is over fifty percent. So, uh, so uh, if we if we're talking to an automotive company today and they're gonna be hiring people in twenty twenty two, so they they should be very aware of the fact that the the salaries they're gonna be facing just to keep their guys they're gonna be fifty percent on top of what the statistic reports. If you assume this the statistic. Uh, gets uh, gets the figures right. Uh, so uh, I'm talking here manufacturing uh, thousand uh, thousand level is is a, is an average pay for uh, for a blue collar worker with with no experience. Wow. Today. Okay. So this means that they're making a high, or, or uh, they are making a product with added value, that and and, and the, the the talent here provides a, a good really good level of productivity so the two things combined products with added value and the good yeah. productivity essentially generates profit for them so they're incentivized to reinvest again and again and again the example with Lipware was really a bit a bit mind-blowing to me because you said they have now three manufacturing plants here uh, yes, when, when we're talking about the so-called discrete manufacturing, not about processing manufacturing, when we say about processing manufacturing, where we have a raw material entering the factory and another product exiting the factory, for example, this is the oil refineries, paper and stuff like this, you have much more room for optimization, much more room for efficiency improvements, and of course, one person there produces much more value added. Which means that if you are if you're a German investor, you have much less incentive to move to to move to Plovdiv, to move to Bulgaria. The, the the companies which are moving are the discrete manufacturers, these who assemble as, assemble a little pieces into a big machine. This is machine building, automotive production, uh, tier one suppliers of different machine builders. So this is our target. This is what we're talking here. We're not talking about refineries. We're not talking food uh, food processing. We're not talking about textiles. We're talking mostly machine building. When we when we say manufacturing, it sounds to me like uh, the the two most important questions which. Uh, You've mentioned uh, talent, uh, pool of, of, of labor, and, 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 and quality of life. It's easily identifiable. It's easy, easily validated for investors. So then when we get to the, to the concrete steps of establishing a new business or expanding an existing one, a next manufacturing plant, uh, companies and new investors, they can reach out to Tracketech for advice and, and, and seek uh, expertise? Yes, at least... Uh... At least we've been trying to be supportive with uh, uh, up-to-date knowledge and information about uh, the local labor pool. This is this is very important uh, to have up-to-date forecast because most of these uh, investors they're, they're looking forward to to year two thousand twenty-one. They're not, uh, and the statistics is providing uh, figures for twenty seventeen which is out of date. So this is at least a basic thing they can get knowledge, uh, information, 
a little bit of consultancy and uh, support. At, at some point they, they should they could get really uh, support with dealing with uh, different challenges great uh, guys uh, and everyone listening here I'll, I'll, I'll add links to trachea tech and, and their contact information and I would like now to, to, to move to the next topic, which is actually that Plovdiv uh, does so much more than manufacturing and automation. And in relation to the R&D hub we discussed previously, uh, I have a question for uh, Georgi Tonchev. I know that there are really good examples here in Plovdiv about IT companies, information technologies. Uh, could you tell us a bit about, about that? How, how do you find the environment in Plovdiv, the talent pool? Uh, is it up to the challenge for information technologies, digital transformation? I mean, obviously the answer is yes, but could you give us a bit more information about it? What what motivates software companies to come here? And, and we, we hear about new co-working spaces being opened for for uh, experts coming to Plovdiv. Uh, could you tell us just a bit about, about that, the, the environment and the conditions that attract such a talent? And, and, and yeah, just an example of IT in, in Plovdiv would be really nice and interesting. Sure, thanks, Demi. Uh, what I would like to add uh, to the whole discussion is to focus on um, on a technology, specifically information technology segment. And what we see in the city, we have two big universities which uh, they graduate more than a thousand graduates per year within uh, technology education, mostly uh, uh, developers, software developers, and uh, by Normal definition, uh, Plovdiv uh, is fast becoming outsourcing, uh, but already has reached the level of maturity when there is a big outsourcing companies established, servicing mostly uh, Western European markets as well as uh, North American markets. And now what we've seen is the swift move towards um, uh, creating uh, products and uh, more and more companies. Uh, we don't have so many startups creating products from the beginning, but what we have is really uh, professional services companies which are starting to develop their own products. And uh, we have quite interesting breakthroughs within the, the gaming industry, which uh, the biggest development um, uh, here is done for uh, companies based in uh, Gibraltar as well as um, uh, UK. Uh, more and more uh, companies are looking into B2B, like messenger apps, uh, corporate innovation. We have a very good example with Brosix, which have this uh, corporate messaging service, which is widely popular uh, popular within the United States. They have their own uh, product. Yes, yes. Uh, very successful. I think it was a VoIP product. Right? Uh, yes, yes. Great. Uh, as well, which people... Uh, prefer to use instead of uh, Skype for Business, for example, or other co corporate communication um, tools. And we have more budding ones, uh, which... Uh, so uh, w what I see and what attracted me back to Plovdiv is like, uh, now people can do services, that's no problem. They can do outsourcing, they can do even R&D, that's no problem at, at all, because they have the knowledge. Uh, we have uh, um, expertise in... Uh, software development, which is in, uh, on a global level, uh, is still in competitive rates. Uh, and what people now want to do and they're really excited about is uh, work on their own products or being as... Um, um, contribute to uh, someone else's Contribute uh, to products. someone else's products. Uh, here within the office, which we're having this uh, impact, there is a Swiss startup called Verain, uh, which uh, develops um, identity-based uh, software, uh, which is very innovative, blockchain-based as well. And they, they were attracted by the 
overall conditions, but by talent pool, most they about have their it. They R&D office here. Uh, yeah, exactly, wow. their R&D. And they considered Croatia, they considered Czech Republic, and they considered Slovakia, but decided to come they not only in Bulgaria, Plovdiv. but in Plovdiv as well. In fact, they were so blown away that once they came into Plovdiv, they refused to go anywhere else. So, so, so do you see this kind of relationship between the, 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 the IT sector in Plovdiv and manufacturing? Because everyone's talking about Industry 4.0 and digital transformation. Uh, is this actually the, 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 the idea behind the Plovdiv Tech Hub? That now is the time, you've seen the momentum in, in the two sectors and, and you think that they need to, to connect more? I think that that's uh, exactly as, as you said. Now is definitely the time and it's a big opportunity because as uh, George Stoyf mentioned, specifically within the capital, there is a lot of um, tech hubs or tech places emerging, but uh, they're mostly focusing on traditional startups, which are B2C rather than B2B. And none of it is industrial focus just because uh, the industrial heart of the, the uh, country is in, um, is in Plovdiv, which creates a lot of opportunities because we're talking about uh, industrial tech. And if you look, some of the most interesting techs is coming in, in hubs like Munich uh, and, and Nuremberg and Stuttgart in Germany, which connects the industry within technology and, and making breakthrough in, uh, in innovation. Deep tech as well is coming in and by default all this starts to become very linked to the modern technologies of the day being machine learning and artificial intelligence as well. So yeah, definitely. Now is, um, now is the time and we're hoping uh, to create opportunities and um, in fact we don't really need to create an opportunities, we just need to link opportunities uh, with people who make them happen so sounds like a bit like matchmaking correct okay great. all the components are here it's a it's a very important vertical let's let's put it this way the software guys who who find their place in this in the plovdiv tech hub will be exposed to the challenges and problems of the manufacturing so they might be able to focus their their efforts their products on something which will be usable basically not only likable uh, so it, it's it's a big uh, it's a big thing for us innovation driven by demand not by not by wishful thinking so it's uh, so it's in a way we don't want to uh, limit the scope of the tech hub only to software solutions for manufacturing let's say advanced manufacturing but but it's one of the very important verticals and we hope to welcome a lot of uh, expats, a lot of nomads who will move from other parts of the world just to experiment with their ideas because they have access to a, a huge pool of clients. Including startups, like for example, a Swiss startup. Including, can including them, including them. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, when we're talking about digital transformation, here we're talking about uh, awareness uh, building uh, not only uh, in the existing traditional manufacturing, but also in the software developers who are, should start to think about their products as something which should be used in the in the everyday business and everyday life. So it's a so it's a way uh, it's a way of saying that circular economy is not now about recycling material, recycling uh, uh, let's say metal. It's about it's about getting data real time and putting it in your lap in, in, in the moment the user uses this yeah. data or the, or the machine is uh, building something else. So it's, a, so it's a way circular, in a way the data is circular. In, yeah. in our and, and, then, and then they would need also a platform where their customers or partners or suppliers could interact 
with them on that level and see the same analysis, make decisions together exactly. to optimize. Exactly. And I think I wanna I wanna just 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 go a bit back. I know that. Uh, we have something you brought us something uh, a, a book mentioning the investment opportunities and details about the the environment. There is an issue that Trackia Tech uh, organizes about uh, uh, information uh, brief with all the key and vital details about the business environment, uh, investors already here, and details for investors. We would link that in, in the description of the podcast and just uh, talk a bit about that. But I just want to link with what you just said about digital transformation. I was in Mamu uh, last year doing some project for international companies and I, I was uh, at an event where Volvo made a presentation about how, how they want to become a subscription economy mm-hmm. company in the next 10, 10 years. They no longer want to sell ownership of cars, they want to rent cars mm-hmm. in a subscription model where at the end of the life, three five-year cycle, the customer returns the car and gets the newer model based on subscription. And, and why they want to do that? Exactly. As you said, circular economy. That's what the data is showing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they want, to, they, they want to create a new revenue stream and, and, and eventually shift completely to that sales model. And, and, and um, it, it's really interesting because they want to reuse as much as possible to do that. They want to have a natural way of calling back, sort of speak, the vehicles they've sold and they will do that through their own platform mm-hmm. which will be developed by software and web mobile engineers here's a link how digital transformation enters car car out uh, car manufacturers and for something like that i just thought i think Plodio has all the necessary components it has a, a vibrant it community uh, now it's getting a, a new tech hub uh, it's getting a new training center and then we have also the, the already established manufacturers so just i want i wanted i wanted to plug that in about digital transformation that it's happening worldwide and and Plodiv, it, it 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 sounds to be very ready for for such a move i think so i i believe that the, the future of the economy is about open labs and sharing a lot of the information, a lot of the data we collect on a daily basis. So it's the innovation is not not long any anymore is gonna be uh, limited only to the corporate labs or, or to, to to the university. We're not actually, in house. Actually, it it was never the university which was leading innovation. It, it was always the corporations and then which the entered the university. In, but but the, the so now the model I, is changing. I think I think that the the, the future is is changing, and that's uh, the 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 uh, the big universities. And the ones which which are gonna wake up, the this will be the ones which will open open their labs for innovation of more companies and take advantage and, first uh, of this. Yeah, so so it's a so so it's a new it's it's a new age we are entering, and Plovdiv has the chance to be one of the first cities to offer such such uh, environment for such open labs for digital transformation. You exactly. have the industry, you have the IT sector, and now you're linking them together. Amazing. I mean, I, I, I entered with a positive feeling uh, in this discussion. I will not hide it. I did not hide it, I think. Uh, but uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm more impressed now than in the beginning. And, and it sounds like big things are coming to Plovdiv. Uh, so I, I just want to give you a, a chance for final words. Uh, first to uh, Georgi Tonchev and then uh, Georgi, uh, George Stoev. Uh, uh, please uh, finish with, with presenting the, the book that Trakia Tech is helping to issue about inf- information for investors. But let me first uh, give the, the, the closing words to Georgi Tonchev. Uh, very exciting conversation. Uh, let, let, let's be a bit realistic at the end. Uh, how do you think this would transpire in the next one year? 
what do you think will be different when we have this conversation 12 months from now again? Uh, thanks, Demi, for the opportunity. Um, I would like to end uh, this really exciting conversation with the same. One year on from now, we'll have the Port of Tech up and, up and running. We'll have developed a specific consulting agency, probably Plovdiv business agency, which will help um, medium, small and medium companies to establish here on the ground very quickly, very efficiently. For new investors. Uh, for new investors wow. as well, specifically within technology, but not limited technology fields as well because we want to bring more innovation and open up the city to even more investors um, uh, looking into innovation uh, centers and development and uh, now we are on a cusp of making something great because the dynamics are behind us uh, the whole business climate is very positive but what's really key is uh, we're a bunch of people we're a really committed bunch of people which will make things happen and it's a matter of months Uh, to start having successes because the the conditions and the opportunities are just here and I would advise anybody listening to the, uh, this podcast just 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 to just to see it and ideally come and come and check it and so they can reach out to you if they want to see the city if they want to get a bit more detailed information we would be absolutely pleased to give as much information as possible come we we um Uh, established quite a lot of conferences, a big conferences coming uh, towards uh, the beginning of uh, October, exactly dedicated to Industry 4.0 as well. We'll put a link in the description. Yeah, ideally, running uh, four years and now and very successful with a big international uh, participation as well. Uh, we're just like a If you want to consider emerging tech hub, emerging business hub, emerging industrial hub, just don't waste your time. Come and see us and I'm sure we'll make a collaboration option uh, which will work for you. Great, thank you. And on that note, uh, if people are just now starting to wonder, I want to talk to Trachia Tech, I want to reach out, but still not certain. Uh, you mentioned that there is actually a source of information available to them that we will link. There is some kind of a brief in a PDF format that is available online and, and very like professionally prepared from experts in the city. Yes, this is the booklet called uh, Investment Destination Plovdiv and uh, the year 2019 is the first year in which we rebranded the, the product to Investment and Technology Destination Plovdiv. So please make sure you You, you have a quick look at it. It's, it's really fact and figures in a nutshell. So, so it's going to be pretty useful before you, you come to the city. Great. And uh, just in one line or two, uh, if we talk with you 12 months from now, what would be different in Plovdiv? What do you want to see 12 months from now in Plovdiv? Uh, Let's put it like that. I, I, I want to see the Plovdiv Tech Hub uh, up and running as, as we described it here because it's At this point, honestly, it's, it's just a dream, but we are, we are, we are very close to, to making, it, making, it, making, uh, making a roadmap uh, about its, its development. So I think within the next year, we, we, could, be, we could have this milestone uh, completed. Sounds great. Well, thanks for everyone to, to listening to the podcast with uh, Georgi Tonchev and George Stoev. This was Invest in Bulgaria. And I think we can uh, name the first episode Uh, investment and technology destination Plovdiv. Uh, thank you and until uh, next month.